Hey, this is Joey Rumble. I'm the pastor of Summerbrook Church in Somerville, South Carolina, and this is our podcast. I hope the message you listen to today speaks to your heart and helps you connect with Jesus and grow in Him. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the message. I love that part and that clip where the shepherds are reaching out to touch Jesus. You're here this Christmas Eve to reach out to touch Jesus and Mary's response that he is for all mankind. I think it's awesome that you're here to reach out to touch the Lord. But I want us all to know that the wonder of Christmas is that God has reached out to touch us by coming to Bethlehem. Now the beauty of the Christmas story, the wonder of Christmas, we've been doing a journey uh, for a few weeks now, we've looked at Mary, we've looked at the angels, we've looked at Joseph, different characters in the, the, the Christmas story at the manger scene, we've looked at the shepherds. Well, t- tonight we're going to really focus in on the manger, baby Jesus, and what he has done for us, Emmanuel, God with us. As Mary shared in the video, he is a gift. I want to encourage you and help you understand that Jesus is the perfect gift that God sent for every one of us. Have you ever um, uh, tried to, to really give a, the perfect gift or you, you've uh, given a gift at Christmas time, but you, you kind of messed up? You know what I'm saying? You, that, the gift didn't work out like you thought. Well... I can tell you, uh, several years back, uh, I went uh, shopping at Bath and Body Works uh, uh, for Jenny, and I, I, I thought uh, Moonlight Path, the fragrance at um, Bath and Body Works, was the perfect gift. Man, Moonlight Path, it just sounds like it smells good. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, I wrapped it up, and it was under the Christmas tree, and it came Christmas morning, and Jenny opens up the gift, and she, she lets me know that she doesn't like that scent. She, uh, that, that's not her scent. And, and so uh, here I was thinking I was going to get the right gift, and I got the wrong gift. Now, this is the third service. This is the first service that Jenny's sat through the teaching part of the service. And I, I heard in the lobby after the second service that she remembers it differently, that she waited a few days and then let me know it was the wrong scent. Uh, it's been a many years, so who knows who's right. Uh, 90% of the time she is, so the odds are in her favor. But fast forward a uh, almost a year, and I'm shopping for Christmas again at Bath & Body Works. And what do I buy? I buy Moonlight Path again. Yes, I wrap it up. I put it under the tree. I'm thinking, yes, this is this sounds great. It sounds like it smells great. It's her fragrance. And she opens it up, and this time I know she told me then, Joey, you got me this last year, and I told you this is not the right fragrance for me. And so uh, two years back-to-back in a row, I messed up. And you may have never messed up like that, or you may even have a much more grandiose story. But the beauty and the wonder of Christmas is that God gives the perfect gift. And so we're going to journey today to see what that gift, how it helps us. Because every one of us 
need strength. Every one of us need encouragement from the Lord to be able to walk this walk that he's called us to walk. Because it's not easy. We all face challenges and difficulties. But the Christmas story speaks so much of how to overcome. Because it, the wonder is that God is reaching out to touch us. Now Tanner was reading at the first part uh, of the service tonight. I'm just going to take uh, two verses, verse 36 and verse 37. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. This is the angel speaking to Mary. Then it says, for nothing will be impossible with God. The wonder of Christmas is nothing is impossible with God. So I want to encourage each one of us, what do you believe in God for this Christmas? Is it a restored relationship? Is it a breakthrough in a certain area of your life? Maybe it's a, a sin pattern you're wanting to break through. Or fill it in of what you're believing God for, what is, that you thought is impossible. I want you to know that for nothing is impossible with God. And continuing on in Luke chapter 1, verse 50, as, uh, G, as Mary has gone to see Elizabeth, her relative, and it shares in verse 50, and his mercy this is Mary sharing, and his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. The wonder of Christmas is that it is from generation to generation. God's mercy is for our generation too. This is our time. This is our moment. God's mercy and love today in our generation can be received, and when we receive it, it helps us heal from our yesterdays, and it gives us purpose for our tomorrows. So I ask you this evening, this Christmas Eve, where do you need to experience healing from your yesterdays? Where do you need to encounter purpose for your tomorrows? God is here today to give you both, but we need to reach out and receive because he is for all mankind. Let's continue in this journey of the Christmas story. And this time I want us to look at an insight as the angel is uh, speaking to Joseph. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. The wonder of Christmas is this. God suffered with us. God suffered for us. He feels our pain and our disappointment and our hopes and our dreams. So, matter, so no matter what you're going through, God is with you as you have placed your faith in him. This is one of the wonders of Christmas. You know, in this room right now, we have a, a big spectrum of, of those who are uh, this Christmas season is just amazing for you. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's just incredible. Others of you, it is like the most difficult Christmas you've ever experienced. It, you're just facing some very difficult times and, and, and the struggles with us. Or you're maybe, uh, you're, your struggles are real in your life. Or you maybe find yourself somewhere in that continuum. I want to encourage you, the wonder of Christmas is this, is that God suffered for us 
so that when we're going through suffering ourselves, we can walk with the strength that God provides because we know he knows. We know he cares because he went to the cross and he took the hit for us. So I encourage you, whatever you're facing, God has suffered for us and with us. So reach out to him and he, he'll continue to help you endure. But I want us all to understand Every one of us has pain points. Some may be more significant than others, but every one of us has areas of pain that we need to be reminded that God suffered with us and for us. Let's continue on with the wonder of Christmas and continue with the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2, verse 4 4 through 5. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. God had spoken through the prophet Micah 700 years before exactly about this passage I just read to you. 700 years-ish before that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. Now, Micah was a prophet who declared judgment on Israel uh, and their sins, but also prophesied forgiveness that would come from the shepherd king. So let me read it to you in Micah chapter 5, verse 2. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient of days. The wonder of Christmas here is that we realize that God is keeping his promises. God is orchestrating his plan in the Christmas story for you and for me, for all people, for all generations. His, he keeps his promises to you. You can trust him. Now, God's not a genie in a bottle That we feel like we just rub the bottle and poof, we get what we want. But I tell you what we do get, we get a God who keeps his promises. As you get into his word and he promises to never leave you nor forsake you, God keeps his promises. Think about it. God went to great lengths to have your sins paid for so we could be with him. 700 years before a census at just the right time, Jesus would be born And this is for all of us, for all of humanity, past, present, and future. This is one of the main reasons that I have placed my faith in Jesus Christ, that I believe it's not just a blind faith, but an intelligent faith that again and again in the Old Testament, there are prophecies of of prophets who wrote and spoke about what would happen in the future, and then you see them fulfilled in Jesus Christ. It affirms my faith to know that it's a, an intelligent faith, not a blind faith. In this story also, we realize that he has a unique plan for each one of us. Think about it. Each one of us, our thumbprint is uniquely different than anyone else on the planet Earth. Our DNA is uniquely different from anyone else on planet Earth. Our voice is uniquely different 
from anyone else on planet Earth. God knows the number of hairs on your head. Now, mine happen to be losing some, a few, uh, some hairs each year. But God knows the number of hairs on your head. And I believe as we, I believe as we reflect on that, there's such encouragement that if we're that uniquely created, God can also have a unique plan for you and for me, for our church, for our families, for our work environment, for where we live, work, and play. Let's continue to look at Bethlehem in Luke chapter 2, verse 7. Scripture says, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. Jesus is born and there is no place. There is no place for Jesus, but there needs to be a place in our hearts for Jesus. So the question to you is, does Jesus have a place in your heart for him? Or a better way to say it is, does Jesus have the place in your heart for him? See, he is Lord. He's in charge. He's our creator. We, he, he dearly loves us, but we are to submit to his leadership. So does Jesus have the place, the chief place in your life? I want you to know, that's hard. At times I feel like I, I, I want to, uh, there's areas I just want to say no to God. No, no, that's my areas, God. You can have the rest, but these, no, no, no. That pain I'm going through, why, God, what's going on? I want to encourage you. The message of Christmas, Jesus reaching out to touch us, we need to make a decision that he is Lord, that he needs to have the place in our life. Why is it so hard? Because we can come into a worship service and say, yes, I'm in, I'm all in, God, let's go. I believe there's several reasons Scripture lists to, uh, of why it's so hard, and I'm not going to go through all of them, but I think some of it's the worries of this life. Uh, the deceitfulness of wealth, the desire for other things, come in and choke out our hearts and cho choke out him being first place. The distractions of life. There's so many in, in our culture here in America, there's so much multiple choice. There are so many options. It's crazy. Just uh, last year I was running the Cooper River Bridge Run, and when I went to get my packet and uh, they were giving out free pairs of socks. And I, I'm like anyone else. I enjoy something free. And so I got the free pair of socks, and I, I, I go to put them on. And there's a left and a right sock. You actually has an L and an R on it. And I'm like, what are you talking about, left and right sock? I don't want to have to think when I'm putting my socks on. There's even multiple choice, and you got to think of why you put your socks on. And it's been more than once that I've put them on, and the, the right sock was on the left side, and the left sock was on the right side, and I had to switch them up because I saw the L and R was wrong. I mean, what, who, who in the world created that, a left and a right sock? But the thing is, I, I, there's so many different choices in our modern society, that if we're not careful, and I thank God for the blessings of it, but if we're not careful, it can come in and choke out that Jesus having, he's not Lord anymore. And I believe the message of Christmas is Jesus came to take the place in our lives. I want to encourage you as we hit the new year, you don't want to miss out. You don't want to miss out on the New Year, New Year series. 
Because I really believe it's all helping us, uh, the first half of the book of Daniel is all about following God wholeheartedly in the midst of friction from culture. And, then, and so it's going to help us to un- live as Jesus' Lord in a challenging culture like Daniel did. And the second half of this series is going to be powerful because it's all about end-time prophecy and eschatology. And the second half of Daniel, we're going to study the prophecy. It's going to be amazing. I really encourage you to be a part of the new year as we jump into this series together. And a reminder that Jesus has room for you. Let's continue with the Christmas story. In Luke chapter 2, verse 10 and 11, as Jeanette had read this portion to us, and the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. I want us to zero in on one portion of this. Good news. Church, how good is the good news? Wise men, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. When John in the womb sensed the presence of the Lord walk inside with Mary, he leaped for joy. How good is the good news? Elizabeth, under the leading of the Holy Spirit, speaks about how great his, this birth is. The shepherds were so excited after seeing baby Jesus, praising God, and sharing the good news with others. How good is the good news? From Bethlehem to Calvary. From the manger to the cross. God did this for us. This is how good the good news is. Think about it. The God of all creation came to earth to suffer for us. He was born to die on Calvary for us. From Bethlehem to Calvary, from the manger to the cross, that is the good news. John 3.16 shares, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, for whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. This is the good news. And then in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, Scripture says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. See, Jesus went to the cross for our redemption. When God created mankind, He created them perfect. Adam and Eve, sinless, perfect. But then they blew it. They fell. Creation, fall. And that separation, that, the, the sin, that it broke relationship between mankind and God. And now every one of us is under that position where we are sinful. But the good news is, from Bethlehem to Calvary, from the manger to the cross, Jesus redeemed us on the cross. That is the good news, that he paid the price for our sins. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do with that good news? For me, 
I believe it calls for a response. For some of you, the response needs to be that you've never received Christ. You've never received his redemption. It's a free gift. But you, it comes to where you got to place your faith in what Jesus did on the cross for you. I encourage you tonight, we're going to pray and have you uh, lead you in a prayer of confession where you can receive Christ in your life. And he can take the place in your heart. For others of you, you've responded. You've received Christ. You've accepted his redemption. So what is your response? What should your response be in the wonder of Christmas? Well, it can be several things. All of us, if you want to make headway, you need a what? A takeaway. If you want to make headway, you need a takeaway. For some of you, it may need to be, you just need to be reminded, for nothing is impossible with God. Your hope, your faith has been limited because you put your eyes on your circumstances instead of the God of all creation. For some of you, man, you're going through a painful time right now. There are pain points in your life that are shouting. You need to be reminded and know that God suffered for us and, and with us. That you're not alone. I'm not saying it's easy, but I want you to know you are not alone. God sees your pain and he's here to walk with you through it. He's here to heal you of your yesterdays and give you purpose for your tomorrows. And maybe you need to be reminded that God keeps his promises. God keeps his promises. It may be that I was sharing about how good the good news is. You kind of, like me sometimes, take it for granted of how good the good news is. That when we place our faith in him, God lives within us and we walk around with the Holy Spirit living within inside of us. We should never take that for granted. What a beautiful gift. For many of us, I really believe God is speaking that Jesus needs to take the place in our hearts, the chief place, number one. And I, one of your biggest responses need to be that you need to jump into the new series, New Year, New You, as we journey to help you walk righteously under what it, Jesus declared us righteous. But then, as you've been declared righteous in Jesus, but then he enables you to walk righteously. And we're going to begin to unpack that together in the new year. So I'm going to lead you in a prayer of receiving Christ. And for others of you, renewing your faith in Christ. Because we're about to receive communion. And scripture says not to receive communion in an unworthy manner. What makes you unworthy? Not being in Christ. So I encourage you to uh, take the elements in your hand and make sure that you've placed your faith and trust in the Lord. And I'll lead you in prayer, and it will make you worthy in Christ. Uh, also, parents, some of you uh, may have some really little ones uh, that don't understand what communion means yet. I would encourage you to have communion pass for them. But for some of you, your kids totally understand that Jesus went to the cross for their sins and that he is their Savior and their Lord, I encourage you as parents, have them receive. It would be a beautiful moment of uh, them receiving communion. So if you would, let's pray together. I want to encourage you to repeat out loud with me. Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart that you were raised from the dead, and I confess with my mouth that you're Lord. 
Jesus, thank you that from Bethlehem to Calvary, you have a plan for me. You died for my sins. I receive that in Jesus' name. Lord, I make a choice to serve you with my whole heart. God, where I've drifted, I come back. Thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.